2: What do Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Derek Carr, and Trevor Lawrence have in common? They are the guys in their division. Who else joins that list? It's the Locked On Ultimate NFL Preview, and it starts now. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Ultimate NFL Preview. I'm Kainani Stevens. This is a seven episode series detailing the biggest questions, misconceptions, and storylines for all eight divisions. You'll get the insight and analysis from our local Locked On hosts that know their teams better than anyone else In every single episode so find out where your teams and favorite players stack up from a division perspective and a national perspective you can find all seven episodes on locked on nfl youtube or wherever you get your podcasts the ultimate nfl preview is brought to you by prize picks go to prizepicks.com locked on nfl and use code locked on nfl for a first deposit match of up to $100. The conversation up for debate in this episode is quarterbacks. Who's the best in each division? Some are more debatable than others. Let's start with a division that might feel like a weight has been lifted from the departure of Aaron Rodgers. The NFC North, the division where Aaron Rodgers was the clear best quarterback in the division for the past decade, leads us to this season where we see a few question marks. A new face in Green Bay, and every quarterback has something to prove. Peter Bukowski have locked on past Packers, Matt Derry of Locked On Lions, Lauren Cox of Locked On Bears, and Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings say who is the best QB in the NFC North right now. Peter, let's start with you.
3: Well, it's a different answer than it has been for the last 15 years, probably. Um, it, it. I guess it's Kirk Cousins. That It's It's a weird position to be in, but he is maybe the 12th or 15th or 10th best on a given week quarterback in the league, and yet he is the best quarterback in this division, I know Jared Goff played at a really high level last year. That's close-ish to me, but it, it's clearly Kirk Cousins to me, and he has the best receiver in the NFC to be sure. So that that would be my answer right now.
2: Matt, do you agree? Or do you feel like you can make a Goff argument here?
4: No, I, I, I was. I it, rarely do I ever agree with Pete, but I do <laughs> on this because I I do think Cousins is better. You see all the lists. You see the top NFL top 100s. Kirk just recently won a road playoff game. Yes, Jared Goff uh, had a, a very good year last year, including, like like Pete said, knocking his Packers out last year, week eight, uh, week 18. But I, I think I Cousins gets the slight edge. I think for Jared Goff this time around, it's kind of a proven situation. Can you do it in back-to-back years and, and elevate Detroit to where people think? But I, I, I'll, I'll agree. I'll I'll stick with Cousins as well.
2: Lauren, everyone's being really nice to Luke. Are you going to be nice, too?
5: Well, I just think Peter said it perfectly when when he started with, I guess, Kirk Cousins. <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs> I like, guess. Sure.
5: I, I, I will say this, though. Like, a, right now, Kirk Cousins is the best quarterback in the division. By week 18, will Kirk Cousins still be the best quarterback in the division? I think that might, you might, you could have a different answer by the time you get to that point of the season. Either uh, Justin Fields takes the next step or Jordan Love proves everybody wrong, or I guess proves not necessarily everybody wrong, but proves everybody that he can be the next Packers quarterback. I think this question is very much up in the air by the end of the season, but right now, yeah, it's Kirk Cousins and then Jared Goff, a second.
2: Luke, there's a consensus about Kirk Cousins, but can he make the next step, not only being the best in the division, but doing something in the playoffs too?
6: Well, that has to be the big question, right? Especially with all the revamping that they've done on defense. But it's honestly, this whole question is analogous to how I feel about the whole division. Is that, yeah, it is It is Kirk Cousins, but all three of these other guys have an opportunity to reach out and seize that crown. Any one of those guys could do it, but like Matt said, it's a prove-it thing. There, there's a lot of, uh, a lot has been made, especially about Justin Fields and Jordan Love, about potential and ceiling and all of that. Okay, show me, do it. Because if you really are the superstar quarterback that these teams think that they are, then it shouldn't be that hard to supplant Kirk Cousins as the best QB in the division. But as it stands right now, yeah, I guess Kirk. I think that's perfect.
2: Luke, do you have one of the three quarterbacks that you think is you know more primed to do that this season? Make that jump. One of the three others.
6: You know, I've never been a big Jared Goff believer. And I I think Justin Fields has gone through so much with the first two years and and all of the stunting of the development that has happened because of those O-lines. I think it has to be Jordan Love just because I don't have any evidence for or against it yet, but he's the only one I don't have any evidence against yet. Um, If he can come in and and the the sidearm highlights and stuff that we see from camp and preseason and all that, if that can be who he is. Uh, and get the the inconsistencies out of his game, then he can totally be that guy. But I guess that's kind of the question: is what is the expectation for Jordan Love? Are we coming in thinking, all right, this guy's a top five QB, or are the Packers saying, hey, if this guy's top twenty, we feel like we're doing okay right now, or maybe we just we think he's top ten? Like, what? Where are we at with Jordan Love? What what is a uh, an outcome that the Packers are satisfied with and not satisfied with?
3: Uh, the the thing that, that's so funny that you, you mentioned that because as you were talking, I wanted to ask everyone who they thought the best quarterback in the NFC North was last year. Well,
4: mm-hmm. prob- probably off. But by I mean, maybe by a smidge over cousins, but, but I do yeah, think golf it's and golf cousins do de- that's why I just there's why a why
5: lot I wanted of
6: debate over that. But yeah.
5: Yeah. Well, I think a big part of that equation is just the supporting cast, right? Kirk Cousins is the only one who was throwing to Justin Jefferson last season. And I think if you have Jared Goff throwing to Justin Jefferson or or, or Aaron Rodgers last year throwing to Justin Jefferson, and maybe even Justin Fields throwing to Justin Jefferson, it certainly changes the math of the equation there. And of course, then you apply that to this season and the supporting cast they have now. And that's why there's so much fun with this quarterback group to see what's still gonna be up in the air.
4: Wait, I'll Lauren, say this does, about going. Lauren. Does Justin Fields throw? I thought he just ran. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I just—you'll get just, a four thousand-yard fans Are for cheering Sunday. that Lauren Cox brought up the supporting cast first? I, they, they just are are absolutely standing ovation right now.
6: So, what happens to Jared Goff if he loses Ben Johnson? That's the big question. That's what we thought was going to happen this year in the head coaching cycle. I think it's going to happen eventually.
4: Well, oh, that is that is a big question. I mean, Ben Johnson, everybody's been writing about, and look, he's got better weapons this year with the additions of you know of Jameer Gibbs and and Sam Laporta. And they get Marvin Jones back. You'll get Jamison Williams in week seven. He's still a wild card, but I think golf is primed to even have a better year this year. But again, he's got to prove it, like you said, Laura uh, Luke, and I, I think uh, I think he will.
2: Maybe the more interesting QB division, the AFC East. Kyle Krabs of Locked On Dolphins, Joe Marino of Locked On Bills, Mike Debate of Locked On Patriots, and John Butchko of Locked On Jets are here. John, the Jets made the big move this offseason for Aaron Rodgers, but who is the best quarterback in the division?
7: Oh, man, I feel like there's the objective answer and then there's the answer that's not going to get me killed by Jets fans. Um, the objective answer, I think, is Josh Allen. I want to say Aaron Rodgers, but I think it's Josh
2: Allen. <laughs> All right, Joe, I assume you agree. Yeah, no
8: pushback from me there, John. It'll be fun to uh, to see these two teams play opening Monday night game, Bills-Jets, but I think Josh Allen's the best quarterback in this division right now. Um, I think... The most accomplished quarterback in this division is Aaron Rodgers, but I think even me, objectively, I would tell you that if you could pick one of these guys to be the quarterback for your team this year, I think you would pick Josh Allen.
2: Kyle, which side of the fence are you on this?
1: Well, ironically enough, the NFL's leading passer last season was Dolphins quarterback Tua Tagovailoa and passer rating. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Woo! It's Josh Allen. Uh, Josh Allen's consensus top three quarterback for just about everybody. Uh, He's in that stratosphere with Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, obviously with the two MVP seasons in the last three years, kind of going into a new situation. I would defer into a player who's in a familiar situation and has the supporting cast around him that has yielded the results that it has for the Buffalo Bills. So Josh Allen, he's a action figure out there with all the things that he can do physically. And uh, he's in the prime of his career. So I'd, I'd lean into Josh Allen as well.
2: Mike, you've seen a pretty good quarterback for a little bit of time. So I trust your judgment. So where do you think the best quarterback is playing in AFCs AFC East right now?
9: Wow, gentlemen, no love for Mac Jones. Wow, but I am writing this down. Disrespecting the Patriots just a little bit, a little bit. Oh, wait, but no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, I, I am kidding. Um, look, bottom line, I'm going to go with Josh Allen as well. Look, in terms of pedigree, in terms of career, Aaron Rodgers has punched his ticket to Canton. There is no question about it. And as far as quarterbacks, I'm looking forward most to watching this year in the AFC East. i got to put Aaron at the top of that list because I really would love to see him go one-on-one with a lot of these great secondaries he's going to face. But Josh Allen has not only the arm strength, but the youth, the pedigree. He's also playing with a little bit of battle-tested grit uh, from the last couple of seasons. I think he's eager to prove that he's someone that should be considered, if not the best quarterback in the league, up there with them. And I know to do that. He wants to lead his bills to the promised land, so I'm still going with Josh Allen at this point.
2: John, I know we're a little fresh into the season so far, and there's some pretty high expectations from your fan base. But what has Aaron done so far, and can he be the best quarterback in this division by the end of the year?
7: Oh, absolutely. I mean, if he reverts to the guy he was two, three years ago, then it is going to be a real it is going to be a real debate whether it's him or Josh Allen. Um, you know, last year was a bit of a down year for him. Um, I think that there's hope he'll recover. You know, last year's Green Bay Green Bay's receiver group was not that great. Um, there was also all the drama that was going on between him and the team, so you don't know how that impacted his uh, preparation. But it, I mean, if you watch Hard Knocks, you can see it's made a big impact. I mean. He has everybody buying in. He has everybody believing. I mean, he completed a pass against a a really difficult pass against the Jets' defense. And the defensive coordinator in the film room was talking about how great it was because that guy's our quarterback right now. And, you know, anecdotally, you're hearing reports that he's holding people accountable, that things that were allowed to fly in the past with the Jets. And look, the Jets' culture has been bad for a long time now. This team has not made the playoffs since 2010. And I think it's natural in that type of situation to... Not that anybody's okay with losing, but... It feels like it's kind of felt through the years like top performance. If you haven't been there, it's been okay. And Rodgers, I think, is holding everybody to a different standard right now. So I think you have to even look beyond what he brings on the field. And the Jets had some of the worst quarterback play in the NFL last year. That's obviously going to get better this year. But just the standard he's holding everybody else to, the fact that, you know, if you watch, again, if you watch Hard Knocks, Garrett Wilson's working hard because he doesn't want to be the guy who lets Aaron Rodgers down. I think it's changed everything around this team.
2: The AFC South is a division with some young talent at quarterback under center. Is it Trevor Lawrence and everyone else? John Hickman of Locked On Texans, Zach Hicks of Locked On Colts, Tyler Rowland of Locked On Titans, and Tony Wiggins of Locked On Jags weigh in. John Hickman for Locked On Texans. Who is the best quarterback right now in the AFC South?
10: It's pretty easy for me. Trevor Lawrence, Jacksonville Jaguars, no question about it. I think this is a year that he steps up from the year that he built off of last year. He, you know, he expands on that. I, I think he is undoubtedly the best quarterback in this division.
2: Zach, do you agree with that kind of take? Or do you feel like maybe towards the end of the season, we might see someone else jumping up to that?
11: Yeah, you know, I have to go with someone who obviously has played for the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's obviously Gardner Minshew. I mean, it has to be Gardner. <laughs> just kidding, everybody. It's certainly Trevor Lawrence. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is the most established uh, quarterback in this division, or at least the quarterback that's on the most up and up. I mean, Ryan Tannehill has been a very good quarterback for years, uh, but he's kind of on the decline, not playing how he did during his peak years a couple of seasons ago, where Trevor Lawrence is starting to live up to that number one overall pick, uh, that that can't miss prospect that we all were looking at a couple of years ago. So, uh, in those last eight games last season were some of the best football uh, in the league among the quarterback position. So, in a in a quarterback division like this, where we have so many young guys, and then you have Ryan Tannehill kind of declining, uh, Trevor Lawrence is easily the best quarterback in this division.
2: Tyler, I'm going to give you the chance to say something nice about the Jaguars too.
6: <laughs> oh no!
11: Uh, if, if if you're forcing me to, no, all jokes aside, I, I have to agree with everybody. I think. It's only logical to say that Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback in the division right now, based on what we saw last year. And it is it is correct to say that Ryan Tannehill is probably on the decline. But what I would say is while I would nothing would change my mind that Trevor Lawrence is the best. Qu- most talented quarterback in the division. And for the next five, ten years, there is no argument that you'd rather have Trevor Lawrence. I don't think it would be insane with the weapons that the Titans have now with the addition of DeAndre Hopkins. The last time we saw Ryan Tannehill with this good of offensive talent around him at the skill positions, Tannehill was statistically speaking one of the top five quarterbacks in the league in that 2019 and 2020 seasons. I mean, that's statistically speaking, that is the case. He, he was a- absolutely excellent. So I think that... While Trevor Lawrence will consistently be the most talented quarterback, I think that Tannehill certainly has an opportunity to be the most productive quarterback at the end of the year if things break right for the Titans. So that's what I would say there. But obviously, Trevor Lawrence is the most talented guy in the division at this time.
2: Tony, I know you're not used to the compliments, but they're all being quite kind. So (laughs) uh, what have you seen in person and what can we expect in terms of a jump? Because the team is essentially treating it as a second-year jump instead of a third-year jump for Trevor.
12: First of all, I had two compliments. I don't know what Tyler Rowland was talking about because that (laughs) wasn't a compliment. He went around every Mulberry Bush you could ever imagine seeing to say that Trevor's the most talented and talking about Tannehill's weapons as if Trevor don't have a whole bunch of weapons around him. Okay, so guess what? When the weapons are even, who would you rather have? It's still Trevor Lawrence. So there's my shot at the Titans. I had to get that out of the way real quick.
11: And we're um, but, started now aren't we <laughs> yeah yeah
12: but but no he's he's bigger and stronger and, and kai you, you've seen that firsthand he he looks like he uh like he ate some Wheaties, and he, he proteined up a little bit and he's gotten thick because he used to look really really frail and you'd be afraid to see him run even though he's real athletic it just always kind of looked awkward. Awkward. It doesn't look like that no more. It looks like he's a legit 230-pound quarterback. He's got some guns to him. His, his legs are, are a little bit bigger. So I think uh, that more having more durability, it, it uh, works in his favor for the long term for the Jaguars.
2: Let's put it this way, just because we all agree on this, but which one of the younger quarterbacks that's newer do you feel like will be ready to go first? And Tony, I just want your outside perspective just a little bit to round it out.
12: C.J., I, I just think right now he has the most structure. Um, I like them coming in. Um, I, I do believe the way that they are putting stuff on him but still not quite pushing him out there too rough, I think it's going to go well for him. I, I think the kid's going to be good in, in Indy, too, but I just think he has a long, long way to go.
13: Yeah, love I do Yeah, that
14: was
11: I, that, I great to job, Tony. Things. Great job. Yeah, I completely agree. <laughs>
10: Uh, no, Malik,
0: Malik Willis, Willis is
11: Leavis, the answer. No, no, no. no I, I, I got to be honest. I got to agree with Tony on this one again. I, I was very high on C.J. Stroud coming out of the draft. Um, I think he's going to be ready right away. And the Texans are kind of a, a sleeper team, in my opinion, for a team that can maybe compete for for a wild card spot if things break right. Because I think C.J. Stroud is going to be ready, ready to go from day one. And I'll say this. I don't really care how long people think it'll take with Anthony Richardson. I think Stroud will always be the better player from day one and going forward. So that's that's my take of the day on the on the young quarterbacks in the division. Give me Stroud over all of them. And I don't I don't think it's a development thing. I think Stroud's better now and I think he'll stay better.
10: One thing that I like Houston has been doing out here so far with Bobby Sloak, uh the amount of motions that we've been seeing we've been seeing throughout training camp and even in their first preseason game allowing some of these skilled position guys to get into some space and operate something that Houston failed to do last year. And with that, Houston does have a tank deal that will blow right past you. Houston does have a John Mitchell; Hadn't played football in a while, but he's looking healthier and really good in practice. You look at X Hutchinson, the rookie out of Iowa State. Uh, Nico Collins has looked good. And so for Houston right now, the receivers are great, but they're going to run their ball. Damian Pierce, Devin Singletary, they're going to run their ball, and what they're going to do is minimize the turnovers. And then CJ, listen, guys, when he gets in the, in the, in the red zone, that's what we've seen a more accurate quarterback play from Houston in the past three seasons, and so yeah, I, I got I got CJ, uh, but I'm gonna be honest, I love what Anthony Richardson did. I, I love his athletic ability. I love his arm strength. I can't wait to see the kid play some some games for real.
2: Coming up, Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes should have no debates, right? That's next on Locked On Ultimate NFL Preview. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and you get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. This is the perfect opportunity to look at those Super Bowl long shots. If you think Geno Smith can lead the Seahawks to the Super Bowl, that's at plus 3,500. Or can Derek Carr get the Saints to the big game at 4000 Even the Los Angeles Rams may be rekindling their magic at 6500 Plus, all customers who bet $5 get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use. You can bet on everything from spreads to player props and much more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with an offer that you don't want to miss. FanDuel, an official partner of the
15: NFL. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We continue
2: our look at the best quarterbacks in each division on this episode of Locked On's Ultimate NFL Preview Series. We continue with two divisions that seem like they should be slam dunks. Is it Joe Burrow's world that we're all living in? Jeff Lloyd from Locked On Browns, Jake Liskow from Locked On Bengals, Christopher Carter from Locked On Steelers, and Kevin Oestreicher from Locked On Ravens are here to discuss. Jake, let's start with you. Who's the best QB in the division?
14: This is low-hanging fruit, I, 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 I hope. Maybe we'll get an argument from kevin uh i think it's pretty clearly joe burrow at this point i don't want to hear from steelers fans to think kenny pickett is going to be better than joe burrow i think some of them exist Deshaun watson big question mark to me lamar jackson the closest competitor but i think just given the track record for joe burrow since he's entered the league that's an easy answer yeah i don't know if it's necessarily like clear cut to me like i you know, I will say, I'm going to say Lamar Jackson. Why not? Oh, Let's boy. go with it because it's, it's, it's close between Burrow. I have a lot of respect for Joe Burrow. But my thing is that we haven't seen Lamar fight, 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 in this fight. new Todd Munkin offense yet. That offense that Greg Roman had there was holding back his skill set. We can't ignore what Lamar can do as a rusher. When you look at actual stats, I think that Lamar consistently has put up numbers, you know, they fluctuated here and there. Obviously, since his MVP season, those numbers, 36 touchdowns and six interceptions, you can't replicate that every single season. You'd be God if you could do that. But I feel like for Lamar, to me, he's a quarterback that we're going to see reach another level this year. And while I think Lamar and Joe Burrow are neck and neck, I think Joe Burrow had a phenomenal year. I, I, you know, he's my dynasty quarterback. So he, he, did, he did me well there. But I do think that I will pick Lamar in a very close edge out of Joe Burrow just because of the fact that with his athleticism, I think with his natural arm talent as well, you know, he's so unique and someone who I think can take a huge step this year and and show more of his skill set. I love the argument there. He's in an offense. We haven't seen him in yet. So clearly (laughs) he's a better quarterback.
16: What's the, uh, what's the line from a few good men? It's not about what I know. It's about what I can prove. Exactly. So you can't prove he has not been in this offense yet. And look, even still, Lamar's kind of been in and out of the league the last two years. Um, This is Joe Burrow's division. This, I mean, this is is one, I think, if we're going five minutes on each question, um, if we wanted to save about four minutes for maybe some other questions down the road. Look, we all think we, you know, maybe have quarterbacks and we have promising young quarterbacks for our, our franchises that, you know, I cover, Calvin covers, Chris covers. But this is a slam dunk. This is Joe Burrow's division right now. Hey, we got 17 games to maybe figure out if maybe Joe had a down year. Did somebody top him? Um, but you know, look, Kenny Pickett year two, Deshaun Watson, new system, obviously, uh, very limited time over the last two seasons, and of course, you know, um, you know with Lamar. It's going to an offense you know where we all think he's capable of it. But again, until you see that it comes to fruition, you, you have your certainly have your doubts.
0: Yeah, look, I mean, I was where Kevin was last year. I was like, okay, Joe Burrow had a really great year. Let's see how he stacks it. And I was like, I I was kind of iffy about, you know, Joe Burrow versus Lamar Jackson. But last year, put Joe Burrow above Lamar Jackson for me. Now, Lamar, Kevin, Lamar could absolutely come out and prove a lot of people wrong. But um, – as it stands it's kind of like well, these other current standings of how it's been the Bengals have had two great years that they that they've run the division um and certainly the, the Ravens could could bounce back uh, I, but I do think that Lamar is the clear number 2 here uh just because he had he's he's a former MVP even and even with this new system there's a lot of excitement and potential upside also I'd say this might be his best receiver group that he's ever had so there's a lot of excitement there uh Deshaun Watson I'm eager to see how he does this this year because last year was the craziness of last year that he didn't get a chance to, to have a full season so now this will be his offense and he'll be fully integrated I want to see where that is but I do think Kenny Pickett's going to give people uh give people surprise, I like, give that people some surprises this year I, I agree Jake that I'm not putting Kenny Pickett above Joe Burrow uh any, anytime soon I do think they have similar skill sets and that Kenny Pickett can get to it get to a high level in the NFL I will say that but right now he has a lot to prove, but I think that he's taking very good steps from the end of last season to what I've seen in training camp and what I think will transpire uh, in the NFL.
2: It's Mahomes world and the rest of the AFC West just lives in it. Join your board queue of Locked On Raiders, Cody Rourke of Locked On Broncos, Ryan Tracy from Locked On Chiefs and Daniel Wade of Locked On Chargers. Well, we'll let Ryan start on Mahomes and then discuss who might be next best.
17: I mean, the conversation has to start and end with him, but it's not that cut and dry because everybody can kind of catch up. I think there's multiple quarterbacks in this division that can push the boundaries, that can try to play catch up. Uh, There's obviously a guy named Herbert that's pushing. uh, Obviously, Joe Burrow in another division is going to do that. But it's all about how do you catch up to Mahomes. Mahomes is unique, but he's not infallible. He's got things he has to work on. He has to recognize defense is better pre staff He has to be able to move the ball around to receivers that he hasn't worked with for very long at all, to tell you the truth. It's a very young core there. So this season, maybe more than any other uh, in recent memory, is a chance for the league to catch up to him. But he's a guy that has proven over and over and over that he can adapt to his new situation. Every time they think that it's over and, you know, the, the offense is done, well, he kind of changes his spots. And I think that's the big takeaway is that he is a malleable athlete that is able to digest different concepts and change his game through what is relatively already a pretty short career. But I do look for just this division being what it is to really push and try to chase him as hard as they can right now when i think there's a bit of an opportunity for the rest to catch up offensively
2: daniel justin herbert signed that extension he's going to be around for a while do we see him making that jump this year
17: yeah i
0: think for him it's trying to get as close to that right i mean i don't think especially just with the accomplishments that patrick mahomes has That you're going to catch him right even in one season almost no matter what happens this season right justin herbert could go out there and win mvp and maybe you could say hey this season he's the best quarterback but patrick mahomes has built that separation from everyone else right now and for chargers fans specifically it's like all right man you know tom brady's here he's that guy there's peyton manning right and then as soon as tom brady leaves the division now there's a guy named patrick mahomes in the conference just sitting there right now it's a new obstacle to have to go through so i think for justin herbert it's can you get into that top tier can you be mentioned amongst the names like the joe burrows and the josh allens who are the guys right after when you start talking about patrick mahomes and i mean i think there's a lot of reasons to think that he absolutely can be
2: cody is this the year we see the renaissance from russell well,
18: I can tell you this. Russ looks like an entirely different player so far in camp and preseason. And we saw last year, you have to give flowers to guys like Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert. I mean, two young guys that have really ascended into top tier guys in the NFL. Russ was a top 10 quarterback for a majority of his career when he was in Seattle. Last year, it shed the optics a little bit based on how he and the Broncos performed. But you're going to see a much more competitive Russell Wilson. I think you're going to see a little bit more of that old school stuff that we saw from him In Seattle, he's leaner. He's more athletic. He's using his legs a little bit more. But the thing is, until you dethrone Patrick Mahomes uh, at the top of the division, he's the top guy quarterback. And ideally, I think anybody objectively speaking here, we can watch a Chiefs and Chargers game And we're like, that's the most entertaining divisional matchup we'll probably see all year long in AFC West is between those two teams because of the history that they have and because you have these two quarterbacks who can battle really well. And maybe maybe Russell Wilson can throw his name to that, but right now it's those two guys who really are taking the lead inside the division.
2: Cute. what are you seeing from Jimmy G? What are the thoughts there in Vegas? What's going to happen?
13: Was just glad to see Jimmy G out there on the field, to be honest. You know, I mean, he made his debut on Saturday, and uh, there was a lot of questions leading up to the start of training camp. Was he going to be ready because of the foot injury? But – I mean, he looks pretty good. He looks like he's getting on the same page with Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro and Jacoby Myers. And the one thing I didn't know, and maybe it's a shame on me, I just didn't realize what to expect from Jimmy Garoppolo. He looked like from a distance, just some, you know, guy that everyone talks about uh, how good looking he is. And he was going to be a, you know, kind of a, a I don't want to say diva quarterback, but it's so funny talking to all the, the guys and being around the team. They all love Jimmy. They're like, no, Jimmy's just one of the guys. And so it's that's one of those, you know, I guess perception isn't reality or whatever. It's like you perceive one thing about someone and then you start to actually learn about them up close to personal. And you realize who they are. So he's actually a pretty cool dude. Now, I don't know what that means on the field, if he's going to, you know, go win 10 games or if he's going to play 10 games. I, I don't know. But it's just uh, I think it's pretty cool that, that he's just a, a cool dude and all the guys are excited to go out there and play for him.
2: A lot of moving parts at quarterback in the NFC South, but who is the best? Aaron Freeman of Locked On Falcons, James Yarko of Locked On Bucks, Julian Council of Locked On Panthers, and Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints are here. Julian, let's start with you. Who's the best QB in the NFC South?
8: I feel like there's only one answer, and it's gotta be the guy who's experienced and has been to the playoffs before, and that would be Derek Carr. Now, I do understand that Baker Mayfield also is experienced and been to the playoffs, But after what I watched here last Uh, fall in Carolina, I'm pretty hard pressed to believe that (laughs) Baker Mayfield is the best quarterback, and he certainly is sitting in a quarterback controversy or battle with Kyle Trask. Now, I'm sure, James, you can expand more on that. But Derek Carr, I felt like he was someone that the Saints signing obviously puts him atop the division as the best quarterback. I think Bryce Young has a bright future, but it still remains to be seen just how good he will be. Already talked about the Bucs. And then Atlanta, I love Desmond Ritter back at Cincinnati. I didn't watch a ton of him towards the end of last season when he finally took the reins down there. I think that's just another unknown. So Carolina has an unknown. Atlanta has an unknown. Tampa's known is not that great. So I'm going to go with Derek Carr as a clear-cut cl- clear best quarterback in the NFC South.
2: Ross, you can take a compliment pretty well. Do you agree?
8: Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, The
19: only disagreement that I will put out there is that uh, Taysom Hillsworth... No, I'm just kidding. No, but Derek Carr, 100%, is the best quarterback in the division. He's the most proven guy. Nine years of NFL experience based upon who should be the starters around the rest of the division in Bryce Young, Desmond Ritter, and whether it's Baker Mayfield or uh, Kyle Trask, Derek Carr will have more experience combined than all of them, and really the only player that rivals him of course is andy dalton over with carolina who was with new orleans last year and uh the one thing that we know about andy dalton is that he's not the best quarterback in the division i think he proved that last year for sure uh but for me yeah it's pretty simple it's Derek carr and that's what the new orleans saints were hoping was going to be the case going into this 2023 season
2: james is this where bigger mayfield finally sticks kind of gets fit in or is this kind of just another stopping point for him
20: no, I, the thing about Baker, and I, I have to say, I do agree with Julian and Ross. Derek Carr is probably the best quarterback in the division, but it's, Baker kind of got a properly. raw deal, right? The the Cleveland used a, an injury to jettison him out of town for Deshaun Watson. Lands in Carolina on a sinking ship after training camp already began. So this kind of gives it was him a year before
8: training camp started. They, did, they didn't trade for him until July 5th, they just waited forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a long uh, time. We waited until Julian was on vacation. And yeah, they yeah, exactly. exactly.
20: <laughs> well, I noticed you avoided the sinking ship comment because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to disagree. Uh, <laughs> so I think this is an opportunity to kind of reinvent himself. And and while I do agree that Derek Carr is the best quarterback in the division right now, I would say Baker's ceiling is every bit as high as Derek Carr's from what we've seen him do in his healthy years in Cleveland, but his floor a little bit lower, so you, you're you not really sure what you're going to get there.
2: Aaron, is Desmond Ritter getting enough credit? We haven't seen a ton of him yet. Obviously, this will be his first full season, so what are reasonable expectations for him?
10: Uh, you know, Desmond Ritter, understandably, is not getting a lot of love at this point in time. He's got to go out there and prove it on the field, and, you know, I, I see why Julian and Ross and James picked Derek Carr because he's the most proven option, but I think if we're asking not who's the most proven quarterback. It's who's the best quarterback. And I think we all probably agree. Bryce Young is the most talented quarterback. And probably by the end of this season, he'll be the quarterback that you look at in this division as like, I want that guy. I don't think you're going to say that about Derek Carr. I don't think you're going to say that about Desmond Ritter. I don't think you're going to say that about Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask. You're going to look at by the end of this year, it's going to be Bryce Young. He's going to be the best quarterback in the division. I love long-term.
8: I think that's the play long-term, but I think short-term New Orleans getting Derek Carr, and that's a team that's looking short-term, still trying to win, looking at a wide-open division. Like, Carolina long-term, they're probably in the best situation quarterback-wise, yeah, you know, agreed. barring that Bryce actually, like, pans out. Yeah, I would agree with that
19: 100%. And I will also go so far as to say that uh, Baker Mayfield is not better than four quarterbacks on the New Orleans Saints roster. I will say that as well.
8: That's deep, deep, deep. dreaming, Ross. That's deep
10: <laughs> deep.
8: Is Andy Dalton still the second-best quarterback in the division? Because he was last year. No. No. Better than Baker Mayfield.
20: Might be the second best quarterback if you added him to this panel.
8: Like, that's
6: where he...
2: (laughs) Coming up, what about Dak and the national perspective on who the best quarterbacks in the NFL are? That's
15: next on the Locked On Ultimate NFL Preview Show. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason... Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: We continue our look at the best QBs in each division on this episode of Locked On's Ultimate NFL Preview Series. We're continuing with some Dak Prescott disrespect. The NFC East, we think we know where this one might be going, but anyone can challenge Jalen Hurts. Landon McCool of Locked On Cowboys, David Harrison of Locked On Commanders, Patricia Trena of Locked On Giants, and Gino Camilleri of Locked On Eagles are here to debate. David, let's start with you. Who's the best QB in the NFC East?
0: Uh, I mean, I think the answer has to be Jalen Hurts, right? I mean, I know he's, he's definitely done what he's been able to do, leading the Philadelphia Eagles to the postseason. I mean, he's done that two years in a row, and then getting to the big game. Uh, you know, that's kind of a shorter sample size than what, say, a guy like Dak Prescott has with, you know, multiple trips to the postseason uh, and and all that stuff. But I just think that when you look at you know, who the best quarterback is. I think in 2023, which quarterback has the potential to carry his team or to use his athletic ability the most to elevate the talent that's around him. I think that's got to be a guy like Jalen Hurts. And certainly he he benefits from the talent around him uh, just as much as any quarterback does. But I think Dak Prescott, I think we've we've kind of seen what Dak's going to be. I don't know that there's really ceiling for him to reach for at this point in time. Um, so, but I think Jalen Hurts, not only has he obviously done uh, a lot in his short career, but he's still got room to grow as well.
2: Is there any defense there, Linda? Do you feel like Dak can make a name for himself finally, or do you feel like it's kind of he is where he's at?
21: I, I mean, I, I feel like Dak at times has performed when with an offense around him like a top three to five quarterback in the NFL. I, I think this is a tough question because I think that they are very different quarterbacks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that the the offense that Jalen plays in, he's custom fit to play in, and and that and that the offense buoys his game a lot. Uh, and I and I think that but the results of the field are, are you know hard to argue. We took them to the NFC championship, went to the Super Bowl last year. D- that's further than Dak's been able to go at this point. I, I think that I think that the the argument I would make here is that if you were to put these guys on other teams and just start them fresh with other offenses, I think Dak would be able to pick up the offense and play at a a level right away that maybe Jalen would take a while and and would need to have things kind of customized to him. But that ultimately doesn't matter because we're comparing them in the systems they, they play in. So uh, I'm here to defend my guy because I think he's ultimately a better quarterback in the end of the day. But I mean, it's, it's, a hard argument to make in, in the in the you know, stack of of wins and 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 accolades that Hurts has been able to you know, aco- accomplish, especially in the last two seasons.
2: Do you know is Jalen's success simply because he's that talented? Is it because of the way they built around him? Is it a combo of both? What do you feel like it you can contribute to?
22: The funny thing is the only time I've been to the senior bowl was in 2020 when Jalen Hurts was there. And I'm a Justin Herbert guy, just ducks through and through. And I was watching these two guys throw the ball and you're saying, these guys don't really play the same position, right? And now I'm sitting here today saying, what is this ceiling for Jalen Hurts? And Jalen Hurts has this one thing that you can't measure as much as you want to. And that's just that, Thing in his brain, and that will. And he's done it at Alabama where the kid gets benched in the national championship, comes back, and all of a sudden he leads a team in Oklahoma to a final four, and he does what he does in Philadelphia. I'm on the wave of saying, if you think he can't do it, he can do it. And Landon, to your point, I think he can go anywhere and still be as good of a quarterback as he is. And I think Dak is the guy that's going to challenge him, right? And he, they've got weapons there now. They bring in Brandon, Crook, Brandon Cooks. How good can your offense be? I think whatever quarterback can lead his team to as many 30-plus point outings in this division is going to be the one that takes home maybe the top seed in the NFC.
2: Patricia, which of those two maybe scare you the most, or do you want to make an, an argument for your guy? I don't think I want to make an argument just yet for Danny Dollars. But I will, and I'm going to have to wash my mouth out with soap. I've got to agree with uh, everybody who says that Jalen Hurts is, is the guy. I mean, look, that offense is loaded. They've got a good offensive line. They've got weapons. I mean, three number one receivers you can make a case for, a good tight end. You know, even though they lost their offensive coordinator, it's still Nick Sirianni's system. So really not a whole lot has changed, you know, other than, you know, the offensive coordinator moving on. So I think, you know, this being what year number three I believe or three year number four in the same system for Jalen Hurts he's going to just continue to ascend if everybody stays healthy that Eagles def- uh, excuse me that Eagles offense scares me and uh, there's no question in my mind that Jalen Hurts right now is is the guy in the NFC East. Is there any room for debate in the NFC West? Doug McCain of Locked On Rams, Corbin Smith of Locked On Seahawks, Brian Peacock of Locked On 49ers, and Alex Clancy of Locked On Cardinals are here to break down the NFC West. Alex, who's your pick? I mean, I think
20: that you kind of still have to say just in a vacuum, it's Matthew Stafford, even though it kind of pains me to say that. With with the players around him, Geno Smith gives you know an honorable mention, and the 49ers, I'm not a huge Believer in Brock Purdy, who's played less than half a season at quarterback, and, and the Cardinals, uh, you know, the Cardinals quarterbacks on the shelf for a while. So I'd have to say de facto Matthew Stafford, even though it kind of pains me to say
2: it. Oh, it's like a, a little bit of a compliment, I think.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely agree with that take. I think Matthew Stafford, look, when he's healthy, he's still an elite arm. He's still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. 2021, he was phenomenal. He was a top five quarterback, counted for 50 touchdowns over 6,000 yards. The only question is, can they protect him? The offensive line was atrocious last season, historically bad. He had 12 new offensive line quarter combinations in the first 13 games, more combinations than the Sonic drink menu. It was crazy. It was like an episode of Squid Game. They were just dropping like flies all year long. So if he has time and if cooper cup stays healthy there's no question about that he still is the best quarterback when you look at elite arm talent in this league i still believe that
2: corbin gino made you know a second career for himself almost can you make an argument for that or do you feel the same as the other guys
23: you know if matthew stafford wasn't coming off of the injury that he was coming off of and maybe he'll go out there and show that he's his old self he's got cooper cup back then certainly Matthew Stafford still got the arm talent, as these guys have mentioned. But Geno Smith completed almost 70% of his passes last year, and his receiving core is DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and now Jackson Smith and Jigba, the weapons that he's got around him. And, oh, by the way, the offensive line looks like it's going to be much better than it was a year ago. It just feels like the stars are aligned for Geno Smith to have an even bigger year than he had a year ago and he finished in the top five in touchdown passes, first in completion percentage, and the top six in passing yardage. And he's got more weapons around him than he had a year ago. So a lot of people think there's going to be a regression. I think this is a toss-up, even if Matthew Stafford is fully healthy between those two, just because Geno Smith's the younger quarterback, and he's got all the arm talent, and he's now getting a chance to finally show it.
2: Brian, I feel like every year you guys have like two or three quarterbacks that they make look good. So what's your thoughts on this?
24: Yeah, and uh, to be honest with you, I could argue that maybe the, the two best quarterbacks in this division are on the same football team. Uh, the the number one being, if you want to bring stats into this and like, come on, I, I Matthew Stafford had a great year. A couple of years ago, I wrote him to a fantasy championship in what 2013 been about a decade since that one. Um, Geno Smith. Awesome. Last year, phenomenal numbers. If you want to talk about who the best quarterback was for the first half of the season in this division last year is Geno Smith. But how about a quarterback that led the NFL in Winning percentage, uh, touchdown to interception ratio, quarterback rating for every game that he's played in his career. You put his career together, eight games worth of Brock Purdy's statistic numbers. Nobody can touch it. We're not talking about a guy, if you played a full season, it would be MVP numbers, not only... Uh, you know, number three and rookie of the year, because he only played half the season or less than half of the regular season, plus some playoff games. And he has not lost a game he has finished in the NFL. So statistically Brock Purdy was on another level. He was dealing uh, in in a way that I haven't seen in a long time. And of course you can't, it was such a small sample that you can't say, Oh, he's clearly better than the other guys in this division, because there's some talented quarterbacks in this division. But when we revisit this question next year, Uh, I think there might be a little bit of a a different answer. And and Brock Purdy will be that answer if he can stay healthy, which 49ers quarterbacks, as you alluded to, Kai, have not been able to.
2: Now we turn to the national perspective and the hosts of Peacock and Williamson, Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson, break down who they think the best quarterbacks are around the NFL.
24: Let's start it off in the AFC with the West. And, uh, you know, unfortunately for quarterbacks like Justin Herbert, he's in the same division as Patrick Mahomes, (laughs) not only the best quarterback in the West, but the best, player in the NFL.
25: Yeah. And many of these divisions, Herbert would be tops, but too bad.
24: How about the NF or the AFC South? Is it as easy as just to say young Trevor Lawrence is a star in the making and nobody else is close in that division.
25: Right. The second, I think it's
24: that easy. No doubt about it. Could be a fun division to check in on with with some new young talent there, but obviously that one's Trevor Lawrence in the AFC South. AFC North is an interesting one because there's a multiple superstar quarterbacks And, um, you know, someone like Lamar Jackson should be mentioned in this, but I think it's, it's still a pretty easy answer for me and say Joe Burrow's the guy in that division.
25: Me too. I mean I just think Burrow's right there behind Mahomes. And again, Lamar just kind of gets the short end of the stick in that conversation. And who knows, Watson could even get back in the conversation.
24: Deshaun Watson would have been in this conversation a few years ago, but it's been so long now. Let's see if he gets back into the conversation when we're checking in before the 2024 season there. For now, in the north, it is Joe Burrow. AFC East. Uh I think this was fun. I'm gonna let you nominate your choice.
25: I'm going with Josh Allen, uh, but I understand why it's fun. I would put Allen over everyone but Mahomes. I think him and Burrow are neck and neck as two and three in the league, but there is a guy that has a pretty nice track record in the East.
24: I mean, we are talking MVPs. He's been there before. He's won it before in Aaron Rodgers, and uh, downright disrespectful to not consider Aaron Rodgers. I would still say that Aaron Rodgers right now is the best quarterback in that division. Josh Mm -hmm. Allen still some projection and he's a really good quarterback, a really talented quarterback. Maybe this is the season he takes that step. Give me Aaron Rodgers over Allen currently, but I, I'm not going to fight you on Allen either.
25: No, I mean, they are two superstars without question.
24: Yeah. Superstar players for sure. And uh, it's going to be a really interesting division there in the AFC East in 2023. How about the NFC side of things, Matt? Um, Jalen Hurts is I mean, he was the guy last year is, is Dak long and forgotten now in the uh, in the a- in the NFC East as it pertains to the best quarterbacks in that division.
25: Well, the NFC as a whole is obviously way different in the AFC in this conversation. So I think Hurts is the best quarterback in the whole conference. But I think Dak is second. And I don't think that gap is very wide at all.
24: So Dak is kind of getting the uh, the Justin Herbert treatment.
25: Right. Okay. The Lamar treatment, you know.
24: Very interesting. Okay. Uh, NFC South, by default, Derek Carr. Any arguments for anybody else there? He's the veteran quarterback. Uh, Baker Mayfield recently named the starter. Of course, you've got, you know, rookies in that division. Um, it, it could look a lot different in 12 months, but right now, Derek Carr, is he the guy in the South?
25: Yeah, maybe Bryce Young can change our mind down the line, but for right now, it has to be Carr.
24: Moving on to the NFC West, I'm going to build my argument. I may be too biased and, and too close to the fire here as the host of Locked On 49ers, Matt, uh, that Brock Purdy, when he played, was undefeated, wow. was the best quarterback statistically, not only in the division, but in the NFL. If he played a full season like he did eight games last year, uh, we wouldn't be talking about the West. We'd be talking about MVP votes for brock purdy but he doesn't have the track record and i understand you got to see it for a full season so with that said who is your vote for the best quarterback in the nfc west
25: well Gino probably had the best year but i think he's fourth i couldn't quite jump on the purdy train yet i need more to go off of than that but i was torn between kyler murray who people forget still exists and matthew stafford but deep down those guys might be drafting their successors, you know, in the, in the coming months here on their best day right now, I'm going to go with Stafford, but that's the toughest one.
24: And he's currently healthy. Um, and and no respect to Geno Smith, kind of in the same boat to me as Purdy. where you still got to see it again. Yeah, me too. With Geno, but he was awesome last year. And if you're counting who was best last year, uh, Stafford and, and Kyler Murray would be behind both Purdy and geno smith in that division but i think i think you have to logically go matthew stafford best quarterback currently in the west
25: and that one's very
24: subject to change nfc north kirk cousins uh jared goff both very good seasons statistically last year matt i i'm going with the projection justin field's already trouble on the ground now has some weapons that can do work without him uh, I'm buying the third year, the second year at the same coordinator, the talent now on that offense. They're going to have to throw from behind quite a bit as well. So we're going to find out a lot about Justin Fields. And I think he's already trouble and could be a lot more than that. So I- I'm going with it. Give me Justin Fields as the best quarterback in 2023 in the NFC North.
25: I agree with everything you said that he could be, he might be, he should be. but And there is an argument that he's the hardest quarterback in that division to play against. I think it came down still to Cousins and Goff of who's the best now. That doesn't mean that's who I want to build my team around, who I think is going to be the best a year or two from now. So I gave it to Kirk Cousins.
24: Jared Goff, is he that far off from where Cousins is?
25: No, no, not at all. I think both of them have similar skill sets, you know, that's a little bit 10 years ago than it is now in terms of creating and things like that. Um, But no, I think they're both in the same tier, along with a guy like Carr. And
24: could we talked about a lot of what-ifs with Justin Fields. There's what-ifs with Jordan Love as well. First-round pick, very talented. There's some talent on that roster. Could he be someone we're talking about just as easily as Fields maybe even next year at this time?
25: Very possible. I think people are sleeping on the Packers a little bit more than they should be as a whole in this division. So I've been impressed with what I've seen from Love so far in the preseason as well.
2: That's going to do it for the quarterback conversation. This is just one of seven episodes for the Locked On Ultimate NFL Preview Series. Head to Locked On NFL on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast for our other conversations that include who finishes last in each division? What's the national misconception about your team? And what were the biggest offseason moves that were made? Don't forget to follow and subscribe to your favorite local Locked On shows for the best insight on your team every day.